know, I can't tell you how many times I talked to people when I was struggling with breastfeeding and everyone, they just kept giving you more suggestions. Well, hang upside down and massage your nipples <laughs> and drink 15 gallons of water and make cookies and smoke weed. I don't know, whatever it takes. Well, that's like, like a normal Saturday for you, though. Sounds like so. <laughs> I mean. Wow. Well, and, and totally. then you can get milk at the same time. That's a bonus. And you can get milk at the same time. Right? And you're just like, oh, my God, everything is falling apart. Like. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne, along with a couple very, very special guests because we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about millennials and pregnancy and kids and social pressures and all that fun stuff. So I'm glad you joined us and I hope you find this very informative because I'm very much looking forward to this being somebody that's gone through exactly what you guys have gone through, not from a female perspective, but from a parent perspective. And now my daughter's all grown up. And so the stuff that you guys have to go through, I kind of want to hear it because it's, it was a totally different world when I went through. So I want to introduce both of my guests. They've both been on the show before. Uh, Sierra's been on once, so Sierra, how you doing? Good, how are you? She's back. I'm back. And she's full on <laughs> pregnant, pregnant, three weeks to go. Oh, yeah. Looking good, though. I love the shirt. Thank you. You have to see the video <laughs> just for the shirt. I love that shirt. I'll get, I would get that shirt for me if it applied in some way, but I don't think I could pull it off. No, I don't know about that. No, I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> and then we have Mariah. Mariah's back. Hey, Mariah. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me back. Oh, you got it. And so, uh, so just to kind of set the table... And I kind of want to step back a little bit on this show because I'm uh, the show I really want to revolve around the stuff that you guys are going through. The, this, the, the stuff. Remember, and, and by the way, Mariah has a 14 month old. Yeah. And uh, and uh, interestingly enough, they the Mariah has a boy and and Sierra has a girl and they're both named Logan. Yay! The best <laughs> name ever. Right. right? So go figure. Perfect. So it's, it's I, I, just, it. I just had to throw that out there. I kind of want to step aside and and kind of go through first starting off with pregnancy experiences that both of you guys are having and the stuff that you're going through in terms of just the social media pressures, the other people pressures, the the uh, all the stuff that you're hearing, all the different things and and what you've had to deal with and what you dealt with through your pregnancy uh, and then transition into afterwards and kind of talk to Mariah about you know the stuff that happens and, and the goddess myth that we were going to chat about. Uh, and then I want to re- I want to reference a couple articles that both of you guys have blogs and they're really good. So I want to reference an article that uh, Sierra did, and I want to reference one that Mariah did. So first off, I want to talk about um, Sierra's blog and her entry because she's like like we said she's right at the end. Yeah, and you've gone through the whole thing, and you're and you're a trooper for coming in because it's we're doing a little bit of a later show. And I know that typically it's about noon or one o'clock, and yeah. you, you guys are pretty much donezo. Pretty much, if I even make it that far these days, it's right. like nine a.m. I've been up for two hours. I showered, and that's all I could accomplish for the day. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm here, feeling well, good, and I and I appreciate that. Yeah. So I want to. So you had kind of kind of go through your so far so far kind of what you've gone through, how it's been going, maybe some of the stuff that you've come up against, and then. Hit on your blog has it's about trusting your instincts, and I would like to, you to talk about that, and specifically about you changing your practitioner like so late 
Yeah. In your in your in the cycle here. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm 37 weeks into this now, and it was pretty unexpected, unplanned, you know, pregnancy. But um, we kind of just were rolling with the punches and super excited. And then um, it's kind of like immediately after you announce to the world and friends and family, like, hey, we're having a baby. Um, it just is like a free market for everyone to just suddenly, you know, tell you how you should be doing things and what you're doing right and wrong. And um, mm-hmm. just like bombarding you with like so much stuff that, you know, it doesn't even necessarily apply to you, right? Like I'm a fitness person. I'm into personal training and, and I work out all the time. And the amount of people who in the beginning of my pregnancy were like, you know, take it easy on working out. Like you just need to relax and all this kind of, and I was like, like, this is my lifestyle. It's not like I've never worked out in my life before. And I'm, you know, pregnant and now suddenly I'm going to try to start working out or something or I'm going to do something crazy that's going to be damaging to the baby or the health of me or the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just like so much judgment all the time, Um, you know, and you kind of want to just tell people like, unless you just want to say congratulations, like don't say anything at all. Right. Like if I I, want your advice, I'll ask for it. I'm assuming you did not go that route. uh, But what? how did you handle that? Um, so I write blogs as a passive aggressive way to tell people <laughs> to fuck off. Um, I love her. And, so and, and, I mean, and, and we are going to yeah, reference that. Blog I mean, honestly, today. that's what I, you know, I tell people, I, I usually in person, I'll just smile and say, okay, yep. Like, you know, whatever, just kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, but really it's, it's one of those things where unless I, really have a question about something or I'm concerned about something, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to people that I trust the most, um, who either have experience with kids um, or that whose opinions I just value, right? So having strangers come up and tell me things or people that are not that close with, like, tell me stuff, um, I was just, I was polite, but kind of dismissive of it. I'm like, okay. Does, now, does that, does that happen a lot? And I, I, I honestly don't know. Does that happen a lot where strangers would literally come up to you, to you, both you guys and, and say, and just throw out their stuff to you? Like, yeah. oh, you know, I hope you're doing oh this and oh that. I mean, really? Like people yeah, off absolutely. the street type of thing? I mean, yes. even like <laughs> off the street, even like social media style, right? Uh, uh, where like on Facebook, you're announcing like, hey, I'm pregnant. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. But instead you have people who, like people I've worked with, you know, maybe five, six, seven plus years ago, or people I went to high school with that I'm not like, I'm not friends with you. We don't have a relationship or any kind of like communication on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but you feel, I don't know if because you have a vagina and you've had a baby that you like suddenly a, a, think that you can just tell me like, oh, well, you should be doing this or make sure you're doing that. You know, oh. like you're going to look back and you're going to regret those moments that you did that instead of this. And I'm just like, get out of here. <laughs> Like, who are you? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, for the record, coming from the perspective of having already done that, not having a vagina, mind right. you. But, but, but having <laughs> that already we know been, of. But, uh, what, that, thanks, thanks for <laughs> that. We know of, that we know of. Uh, coming from that perspective, and, and, you know, we always see everybody has that one, that they know what works because of what they, they went through themselves. Right. But it was just what they went through. So the intention, I would think most of the time when people are coming up and talking to you is to just provide you with a, Oh, congratulations or, Oh, it's an amazing thing or, Oh, enjoy all the small moments right. or you should do this because it worked for me. You know, the intention is, is I know pure, the intention is definitely good, but, but, but everyone is so, so different and every pregnancy is so individual to 
each person, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even in my gym right now, there's three or four girls that are all pregnant. We're all within a couple of weeks, each other. Oh, wow. It's crazy. But each one of us have had drastically different pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And you could, I mean, you could generalize all of us and say, we're all really fit girls who started out, you know, and we've all kind of had our own issues. Some of us have had medical problems. Some of us mm-hmm. had it. Like, it's just, you can't compare to anybody what your pregnancy is going to be like or what it was like for them. And so I understand that the intention is good and you're just trying to be like, I don't know if they're trying to have like this camaraderie of like, Hey, we all had kids. So we're in this new, cool, exclusive club, but like we're, we're all different inside of that club. Like, so don't pass judgment and just kind of, like I said, say congratulations and move on. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you have something Nice to say, I don't really want to hear it. <laughs> See, I think the judgment thing is a big thing because yeah. because a lot of people that don't, that, and I think maybe even consciously they come across thinking that they they are in a position where they know more, and so they can they can say, well, you know, you should do this or you should do this, and that's where I think social media comes in, and and I, and I want to chat with both you guys about this because both of you have are are in are millennials, and both of you guys are dealing with this way different world than I dealt with as a as a dad as a potential dad you know I, yeah. I, I, during uh, my wife's pregnancy we didn't have any of that kind of stuff all we had was our small group of friends and we and we mm-hmm. went to the birthing class and all that kind of stuff but that's that's almost like a group think anyway because you're being taught the same thing right. and everybody's kind of along the same thing now for you guys with the social media stuff there's so many different uh, avenues to go and there's so many different there's the natural mom thing there's the the people that are you know super pro hospital there's the i mean it and you then you have your group of friends and stuff how do you navigate the that all that social media stuff do you do you have to block it out did you block it out mariah or do, do you do you block it out sierra in regards to just saying okay i know where my small group is that 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 kind of get me more than the other people how do you how do you continue to be on social media and deal with all this kind of stuff? You can. It makes you crazy. And and coming from somebody who had severe nausea and vomiting for months and months and was like laying on my couch with nothing to do but scroll through Facebook and Instagram. You know what I mean? I I feel like even though I knew it wasn't a good idea, I kept reading the articles and seeing the comments, and I got so anxious so many times. I mean, I literally woke up in the middle of the night one time and made myself throw up. I was so anxious trying to figure out what I was going to do about my birthing plan and and should I get an epidural or shouldn't I get an epidural and what's going to go wrong and is it going to hurt my baby? And I lost my shit on a regular basis because of social media. It was terrible. <laughs> So what about you, Sierra? I know that we, we're going to talk about the birthing yeah. plan thing with the PA, but uh, but overall, bef- just to tee that up, you know how how do you, how did you deal with it when you first got out there and everybody's flooding you with all the stuff and you were doing your because you posted pretty regularly still. Yeah. I know that you because I'm you know because I'm friends with you on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and so with all that, do you do you just do you just ignore it? I mean, do you does, does art have to talk you down off the cliff uh, every night, or I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, I think that. You know, I, I kind of tune it out, um, what other people have to say on social media. Um, I didn't know anything about having a baby before I got pregnant. Like I said, it wasn't planned. It's not like I had researched all this stuff and knew what kind of a plan I wanted to follow or anything like that. It was just like, hey, guess what? You're pregnant. And it took me probably two months just to like mentally prepare and understand like this is happening you're doing this like Mm -hmm. even though you have no idea what's going on or what choices you want to to make and stuff um 
you know, people would ask me questions about my birth plan and I was like, I don't even know what that means. What are you asking me right now? (laughs) Like literally clueless. And it just kind of over time, it was one of those things where, you know, I could look and ask people in my, in my circle of friends or through social media, you know, what are some people doing and why are they following that route or another route? Um, and then at one point it was just kind of, like I said, following your gut instinct of just like that route might work for that person. And that's awesome. Like and good for you, however you want to do it. Um, but if it doesn't feel right for me, it's not, it's not the choice I want to make, or it's not the the path I kind of want to follow. So, um, I think more recently, obviously, uh, <laughs> I was kind of faced with the gut reality of, of, of different ways you can handle, you know, going through the birth and labor process. And, and that's a good way I'm going to tee this up because yeah. you have a blog post. And for the record, you guys, I didn't, I don't know what a birthing plan is. Right. They I don't have those. We, we, they left we, it to the doctor. Ba- you know, ba- <laughs> back, ba- yeah, back before the automobile, when, when I had, when I had my daughter, we, we didn't, we didn't have birthing plans. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the hell that is. So I'm going to be interested in you talking about it. So I want to refer to your blog post and your blog post yeah. is called trusting your instincts. There was a, a go through that and, and kind of go through what, what happened with the transition. Yeah. All. So, um, at 32 weeks we had a doctor's appointment, um, just like a regular old checkup. Um, we were meeting with the physician's assistant because our doctor was out of town. Um, and I knew that going into it and I was totally cool with it. Um, and then while we were there, she was just kind of discussing, okay, you know, at this time in your pregnancy, it's time to get a couple of shots and you need to get your Tdap and you need to get a flu shot. And Tdap, so, Tdap is Tdap the... being, it prevents whooping cough. So okay. being a more severe, you know, something that I would say is a little more legit as far as following their advice, right? Mm-hmm. Like that can be a pretty serious thing. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't have any issues with that one, um, but a flu shot. I was super hesitant to do. I've never in my entire life had a flu shot. Everyone in my close inner circle and family has never had a flu shot. Um, I'm a relatively healthy person. I rarely get sick, maybe once a once a year. Um, but I was willing to consider it because I was pregnant. And again, I don't I didn't know, right? It's one of those things you can choose, you know, is that right for you or not? And I just told her, you know, hey, I'm not comfortable doing it right now, but you know, let me look into it a little bit more and we'll kind of see. How it goes from there. And then shit hit the fan. <laughs> and she said what to And you? she said, so when your baby ends up dead and you're sick in the hospital, you're just okay with that then? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, word for word. Yeah, say that not, again. Not sugarcoating it. Yeah. She just flat out said, so when your baby ends up dead and you're sick in the hospital, you're okay with that. Oh and, and mind you, my, my boyfriend God. was present at the time too. Um, and he's a little more quiet and reserved. Um, than I am. But I think both of us were just so in shock that someone in a position of power and in a position where, you know, you're, you're pregnant for the first time, you're scared, you don't know what the right choice is. I mean, even oh I'm sure after God. you have your kid, you don't know what choice is no, the right choice, right? Never. Like you're winging it every day. And I get <laughs> every it. Every day. So when you're in a position like that, where you're looking for advice for some, from from someone who like, this is what they do, right? Like they should be educating you and right. explaining to you why, you know, you could make this choice over another. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just so taken back that someone would talk to us like that, that we didn't even know, but I didn't even say anything. Cause I literally was like speechless. That's, that's insane. I, am um, speechless. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just was like, uh, well like, no, I mean, no, obviously I'm not okay with that. Um, and then she kind of just went off on a tangent saying, you know, I'm just really big into vaccines and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I get it. Like vaccines are important. I understand. But 
like it's a flu shot. Can we calm down here for a second? You know? Um, so that really upset us. We left the doctor's office after that. Um, and I think it wasn't until we were in the car driving home that it like really sunk in. Um, and I was upset, like visibly upset, crying, uh, for off and on for a couple hours after that. And then of course I'm, in panic mode at that point, like questioning, am I making the wrong choice by not wanting to do something like this? Like with her reaction being so strong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm texting all of my friends and family and like, hey, did you do one or do you wish you did or didn't do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of getting everyone's input. Um, and then we got to meet actually with our doula like a week after that. And she just like everybody else was totally in shock that someone would say that to you like who yeah um i think any reasonable human being would be in shock that anybody would say that to you. yeah i mean i don't really care who you are like just I mean, to say like you're cool with your baby being dead well probably not so that's oh, just, thanks that's just fucking that's insane. horrific yeah. that's just insane that's um, so you so you thought that so you went back into and you were thinking that well you know it's since my my providers my you know my main my doctor's going to be coming back and then i can just touch base and, and just to see and maybe it, it's a him or a her. It's a know. it's a it was a guy. It's yeah. a guy, and mm-hmm. he may, he can calm my nerves and stuff. And so you went to see him. Yeah. So two weeks later, we were, had our another doctor's appointment. This time with our actual OB, um, and we brought it to his attention what the woman said, and he was just like, "Oh, you know, I'm really sorry that she said that." And at first was like, you know, being very empathetic with us and like, yeah, you know, that's that's totally inappropriate and unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. But then he kind of started to defend her, which I just wanted to be like, stop talking. Like, just <laughs> tell me that you're sorry, like, and it'll make me feel better and like be done with it. And instead, he started to kind of defend her and he compared it to like having too much caffeine or having like a Red Bull where he was like, you know how sometimes people can just bring too much energy to a room if they've had like a lot of caffeine or something or too many Red Bulls. And he was like, she just brings a lot of verbal energy and i was like verbal energy like is verbal that, energy that, and the... asking if my baby dead is cool or like totally oh not my god oh, that sounds reasonable yeah enough. so you know he kind of started <laughs> to defend her and say uh you know like she's a reflection of me and you know i'm sorry that that happened you know i'll talk to her and it was kind of he was like oh she you're probably not the first couple she said that to and i was like well why would you keep someone like that around if i'm probably not the first person she said that to um so that upset me but then immediately before he raced out of the room, we tried to ask him, you know, because at that point I'm 34 weeks pregnant now. And I was like, hey, we still haven't had a chance to kind of discuss a birth plan. Um, is that something we can go over? Like whether now or, you know, when are we going to go over that? And he was just like, yeah, I don't do birth plans. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my face. Um, I can't. Like just shock of like, oh, you just you just don't do those? Okay. Um and he was just saying, I had a patient once who gave me a five-page birth plan. That's unrealistic. You know, you can't plan for this stuff. We'll just do whatever's best for you and the baby. But if it makes you feel better to write one, you can write one up and I'll take a look at it. And I was just kind oh, of like, oh, so if I feel... What a condescending asshole. Yeah, I was like, so if I feel like writing one up because it makes me feel better, you'll glance at it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're going to do whatever you feel like doing, right? It's but, pretty much the vibe I got. Right. But then he kept talking. Yeah. And oh. he and then he started talking about... The money, yeah. No, so, yeah. No. So when, uh, when oh was, yeah, it just gets gets better. Yeah, I he can't was like, I, yeah, it just he was better. just like, I'm really glad, you know, that what she said to you uh, and that that you know situation didn't sway you from leaving the practice because, you know, she again, she's an extension of me, and if she's saying that kind of stuff, it's shooting me in the foot, and you know, that's money out of my pocket, 
And I was just like, all right. So, okay. Well, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> he's a caveman. Yeah. Good. So uh, we left and I pretty much just looked at my boyfriend and was just like, I don't know what we're going to do from here. Like, I d- didn't have a plan, but my plan was I'm never coming back here again. I'm not talking to this man again or being Good. part of this practice again. Um and then from there, we were just like, all right, panic mode can set in now. I'm going to freak out because I'm 35 weeks pregnant. I have no doctor or provider or anything. And yeah, so that's oh how that went. God. How'd you handle it? Um, I actually reached out to some friends. Um, I kind of never felt like a hospital situation was ideal for me to begin with. Um, I'm not a fan of hospitals. Again, I've never been to a hospital other than when someone was dying. Um, so I don't really have any good memories associated with that. And doctors just make me uncomfortable. Before I was pregnant, I hadn't been to a doctor in six years. Mm. So not to say that that's a good thing. Don't follow well, what depends, I do necessarily. Depends, well, but well, it, it depends if you needed to go or not. Right, you know. You right. know yeah. But yeah. Massive so. laceration and you scotch tape. And, yeah, it's you know. totally fine. I'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, be good. Um, okay. But yeah, so I just, you know, I never feel comfortable in those situations. So um, I kind of always was like in the back of my mind, kind of leaning more towards like a birth center. Um, I wasn't quite sure if like a home birth was something that I was comfortable with. Um, not because I have any, like, not because I don't think that they're safe or okay for people to do. Um, but like my house is not relaxing for me. I got, I got three dogs running around like crazy. Oh, no. Like I don't need to yeah. be giving birth with them going crazy. Um, but I felt like a birth center was, would give me kind of that same relaxing vibe. Um, with obviously without the dogs running around and being crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't have to clean up the mess afterwards. So. Now, does which is a plus, right. yeah, or <laughs> or, a or nobody else yeah. has to clean up the mess. Now, in right. a you know, in a birthing center, and I don't want to go way into this, but I just this is just from, from my own thing. In a birthing center, is that is that a, a like a like a medical environment that's not a hospital? I mean, do you, do you get the chance to get epidurals? Is it all? Is it like a, a water birthing thing? Is it a no? Is it so a, they don't have any uh, pain medication on hand at all. Okay. Um. So it's definitely an all natural. Um. Mm-hmm. As far as that goes, medically, they have stuff in case something were to happen. Um. To you know, slow hemorrhaging or things like that. They have stuff to be able to resuscitate the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, should something be wrong with her when she's born, um, so that kind of stuff, they're able to provide medical intervention for that. Um, but as far as pain management and that kind of thing, they don't have that. Um, I'm working with a midwife. The nice thing, it's really small birthing center. There's there's only two midwives, mm-hmm. um, so I've met both of them, and you know, I'll have whoever I end up having who's on call when I go into labor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll be with me throughout the entire process where, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in a hospital setting, you have nurses coming and going, you know, who knows which doctor you're going to actually end up with. Yeah, that's true. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to be probably going like the water birth route. Okay. Unless I'm flailing around like a fish <laughs> in there. And then I'm like, all right, just kidding. Get me out of this thing. But we'll see. Yeah, shot. We'll wing so, it. So uh, Mariah, I don't, I don't recall uh, what your process was through that. What was yours? So I did give birth in a hospital, but I did all natural and had a doula. Um, and so I stayed, I was, I was the same way. I, I would have given birth in my home if I could have, because I knew it would be more relaxing and better for my body. But I was also afraid to do that just because I thought, oh God, what if something goes wrong? And I loved my doctor, whatever. So um, I got a doula and I stayed at home for the first 11 hours or so, and then went to the hospital like right at the bitter end and had the baby. 
So it was sort of like a nice in-between, you know, kind of got the best of both worlds for me because I was, I, I am medical, you know, I'm a nurse, so I have that way of thinking. But then I'm also like, you know, I did my prenatal yogas and my meditations and I wanted to like do things as naturally as I could. Sure. Okay. So and, and it all worked out <laughs> well cool. for you. Yeah, uh, both both you guys are vaccine people, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. okay. the ones that I find critically necessary. Okay. Yeah. So you're yeah, so cuz I have a good friend of mine. See, I'm I'm very very pro that because my whole thing is uh, you know, there it's just it's it's been around and it works and we know that it works. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I know that there there have been a couple issues that come up uh in regards to you know, the mercury thing, which actually is not the case anymore, right? No. Right? Right. That, that is but, yes. Yeah, but no. I but I know that because uh, I've a good friend of mine that actually has a, a daughter on the spectrum, and uh, and so she did a lot of research on it, and then she she seems to think that there's a lot given like don't they give like Hep A or something or or they, they give or, it young or hep, or hep C or something they give something to them that they really can't get when they're young anyway so there's a so that it's kind of a why are you giving this to them now and yeah. or, or why can't you space them out more I think that I know that's her argument which. I mean, I could, I could be more open to that than the, than the people just saying, no, the hell with it. And then, you know, dealing with, and then dealing with the whooping cough or dealing with measles and then, and then infecting other kids, right. you yeah. know, around that. Cause I think that's insanely, uh, my own personal viewpoint, I think that's very, uh, I think that's very selfish. Uh, I'd, I'd agree with for, that. for the yeah. for the com for the common good, you know. But yeah. then that's right. But you know, other than that, but that's all I want to touch on. This is not a vaccination show. <laughs> I just, I'm like I, Tony. That's you're no, going to have some viewer no vaccination opinions on show. that one. All I know is I had them all, and and I'm semi normal. Uh, so uh, I so now I want to I want to I want to transition to uh, Mariah because uh, she has a 14 month old and she's she went through the pregnancy thing mm-hmm. and has and now is in the infant slash toddler stage. She also has a blog, and uh, the blog's called And Mango Makes Three. It's very good, and not just because I get shouted out in it, <laughs> but it's no, really, yeah, it's great. So you, um, I want where you are right now, and and really what the whole show is all about. And I want you to, and if you have anything to to come into, because I'm still going to talk about social media and pressures and all, and you know, people and all their bullshit stuff that they throw in and they try to troll you and shame you and all yeah. that crap. Um. Mariah talks about uh, a, a couple things. First, she was t- talking about uh, comparing or uh, do, does she measure up? And she had a blog about uh, measure. Do you want to talk about that in terms of the comparing and overthinking and the comparing is the thief of the all that of fun joy. stuff? Yes. 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 Um, yeah. So I, I actually spent a lot of time um, before I went back to work doing a lot of comparing and then I still do now, but I've gotten better about it. Um, and we just, what are you comparing? At. So, um, a lot of it was just, you know, kind of listening to what friends were doing, how they were raising their kids, you know, people who had lost the baby weight right away or who were, you know, back at the gym or running five miles a day, people who were working 40 hours and their house was spotless and, you know, everything about motherhood seemed to be so easy and so glamorous and so, you know, just, well, it is, you know, isn't it? like a Wes Craven <laughs> friggin' film. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed... Wes Craven, Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I that's was like okay. Wes Craven. I'm I was going to say it is. Here. It is very Wes Craven-ish. It is Wes Craven. Yes, it is. I think. Stuff. I think you're spot on on that. <laughs> um, but Freudian yeah, like, slip. Freudian slip for sure. Um, 
Yeah, so I feel like I spent a lot of time going, oh my God, my house is a mess. I'm so tired. I'm stuffing my stomach into my pants. I have no energy. Like I live off of chocolate and candy and and coffee. And I just, I don't know, like other people just seem so natural at everything. Breastfeeding was easy and, and getting your baby to sleep at night was easy. And everything was so easy and perfect and picturesque. Again, but that no. but that comes down to the fact that, that they're only going to post that stuff when it comes out well because they right. want because that that's that right. it's the Facebook persona it's or it's the Instagram it's persona the highlight reel and right. and Sierra when you, the show that we did that's what we talked about right before and I it, got pregnant yeah actually. right right yeah it was right <laughs> like before literally you got a couple weeks before yeah. <laughs> yeah. right see yeah, yeah it was it was a couple weeks right before mm-hmm. it and that was about and when Sierra was on it was about because uh, Sierra's a trainer and it was about uh, accepting your body and body shaming mm-hmm. and that was a great show yeah that was a good one. and but that's that's what, exactly what we talked about. The fact that you have all the fit girls out there and they yep. set the, they set these examples and that's all they show. Right. You know what I find funny and I'm going to throw this out to both of you guys. They they try to be authentic or they try to be natural. So they'll post the natural one but the natural one will be all – the hair will be like messy perfect. but not messy. Right. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. like they're trying to make it look they're totally worse trying. than Hi, it, like natural. Got my right. yoga pants on and my big sweatshirt. I'm like, really? Yeah. Right. No, for real. Bull- it's such bullshit. But that's but that's the type of stuff that happens and this type of stuff that I never you know, for, again from a man's perspective, but but me and, and my wife at the time when she was pregnant, and then when we had our, our uh, when we had Rachel at the very beginning, we never had to deal with any of that stuff. So, thank God, Tony. Thank God. I, well, I know. I mean, I, I, no, believe me. No, no, seriously. As much as it, you know, again, I say, I say the internet's, it's, it's like a gun. It could be good or evil. You know, right. you could use it to Depending protect yourself or you could, or somebody could do some terrible things. Yeah. So that, but, but that's what it comes to. And then I want to, I want to transition Mariah into your thing about manufacturing memories. And I want to read a, 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 a little excerpt from that. And then I want okay. you to, to kind of go off on that. So, uh, so uh, Mariah says a few days ago. So, I, as I detailed in exhaustion, the day that my rambunctious fourteen-month-old and I had Chris stop me, Chris her husband stopped me, and asked me why I put so much pressure on creating fun to the point where sometimes it's not so fun. And when I said I have to, I have to be a good mom and create magic for my baby, he stopped me and said, "Are you sure you're doing this just so you can? Are you sure you aren't doing this?" Just so you can post about it and show everyone else what a good mom you are. I thought that yeah. was interesting. So please, it was exp- very interesting. Please expand on that and, and what you got out of all of that. Yeah. So I mean, I think that um, I think the conversation needed to happen. I think it was good. It made me angry, but I think that it kind of stopped me in my tracks and made me think about why it is that I stress myself out dragging Logan to, you know, swimming lessons and music class and, you know, hiking and all of these crazy things. Why am I doing this? He doesn't, he won't remember it. He doesn't care. He's, he's having fun at home banging with spoons on a pot. So why am I killing myself? Um, and so I thought about it for a long time. And I think part of it was um, wanting, you know, some validation for people to see that I'm, you know, a good mom and trying because I'm alone most of the time when I'm doing things with Logan. Um, but I think it was also because in that same vein, I am alone most of the time doing stuff with Logan and no one's going to remember those things but me. He's not going to remember what we did. I'm the only one. And if I don't document it and share it, it's like it never happened. Um, that's sort of how I feel do, about do, it. 
do you need to share it though for it to be legitimized or in terms of validate the fact that it happened? I mean, I think that's really where it comes down to. You can document it all you want. You can take as many pictures as you yeah. want, but you know, I don't think I need to share it, but I feel like it's kind of my way. I mean, that's really the way I share everything with my friends and family because everyone's so spread out these days. You know, we don't live in a world anymore where everyone's on the same street and in the same town. So, um, if I don't share things, I feel like no one's in the loop. Like aside from maybe my parents and Chris's who actually see him, you know, it's months sometimes before I see close friends, you know, even ones that live in the same city. And it kind of gives me a way to feel connected to them. You know, they share their comments, they, about what we did or about Logan, how big he's getting. And it kind of just makes me feel more connected to them and, and lets them know what we're up to and, and kind of, you know, the kind of relationship we have and, and what I'm trying to create for him. I don't know. It's just it's just a way of kind of pulling people into my world because I never mm-hmm. see most of them. <laughs> Is there a way that you guys that I mean, do you guys ever think about before you share anything, be pregnancy pictures or other or, or afterwards with toddlers and stuff? Do you do you ever kind of go around in your mind about, you know, what really what's my intention here or is that is there any forethought in regards to, you know, who am I really doing this for or I mean what are the thoughts ahead of time when you do when you do your 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 pregnancy pics or you do your, you know, him out him out that by the way, uh uh Logan, Boston Logan that kid, Boston that, Logan. that kid has Boston that, that kid has had more experiences and has traveled more than I have. And he's and and he's you know fifty years younger than me. So what's the deal, man? That's awesome. I know. I don't that guy's know. amazing. And and you talk about a dresser. Oh my god, the guy's unbelievable. Not like I mean, me. Seriously. Snap. Is it? Yeah, but isn't I don't that even have a bra on right now. Well, that's terrific. Oh, wow. well, just being honest. Everybody, tune into the video. You know, if you want to, like, right. you know, just check it out. So, so, but, but, but getting back to it, do you guys ever, I mean, does that ever cross your mind at all before you post? Like, I mean, I think I post a lot of my stuff, um, just because I think it's really important to show the not so glamorous side of everything, right? Like pregnancy, for example, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, you know, friends and things like that, they'll post, like you say, highlight reels, all the good stuff or their Mm -hmm. glamorous body and pregnancy and I'm like over here feeling like a giant whale and I'm like can we talk about that for a second you know like and everyone's just like oh enjoy the moment and you know it's such a special connection with you and your baby and blah 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 which like is, which, is which true, don't get me do wrong you, like it's true but do you really want to hear that at the right, time you yeah. know and no. oh and and to like an extent like yeah sure that's like a magical special time and mm-hmm. i get it but i'm also not one of those like pregnant chicks who totally love it because i don't and i'm it oh, like that's a hard thing for some people to admit to because like people will judge you for not, you know, cherishing every kick and every mo. And I'm like, she's kicking the shit out of me right now. It hurts. It's not fun. Like I don't like really it. Really bad heartburn, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's it's not glamorous. And I think no. that like showing that vulnerability, um, and showing that side of things, like that's more in tune with me. And so sometimes when I'm posting things, I'm not doing it for anyone else or to show or share that with like family or friends. Um, it's more or less for me to help kind of mentally wrap my head around what's going on and what's changing and stuff like that. Um, Cause again, like you can feel all this stuff, but then sometimes I'll, I'll look back at an old blog post or an old picture I posted and 
And I'm like, wow, remember when you thought you were gigantic and showing already? And I'm right. like, take a look in the mirror now. Like, <laughs> come on, girl. Get it together. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so both you guys kind of use it the same way then. And yeah. almost like to document yeah. and also to... And I know, Sierra, you're, just your whole business and what you even did before you were pregnant, it was all about really... You know, showing the struggle and, yeah. and and trying to tr- trying to show the fact that everybody has to deal with their own stuff, and and there's a way to work through it. I know that that's yeah. kind of been your whole thing. I mean, we talked about that on the show two weeks prior of your to get knocked up, yeah. right? Of the knock up, of the knock up, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. The knock up date, the knock up date. But yeah. that does that does transition me into the the uh, the last part of the show that I want to talk to both of you guys about. And I'm just going to open this up to both of you after I read a little bit of this. Now, this is regards to a Time Magazine article. That shockingly, I, I read because it came over on uh, like um, Flipboard, I think, is uh, or you know just a Huff Post or something, or came over. It was basically from Time Magazine, and I, I read it. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome! And I I sent it to Mariah as a as a show idea, and she, Mariah was actually reading it from somebody who gave it to her, like in the process of reading it when I sent it over. So I'm like, oh, we have to talk about this. So then I sent it over. So I thought it'd be perfect to get Sierra on because she's going through this, this same thing. She's going through this process. And I thought it'd be great to get her uh, opinion on this. And so I sent it over to her and she's like, this is great. So this is a Time Magazine article. It's called, Why Do So Many Moms Feel So Bad About Themselves? Uh, and it's uh, it's how a vision of perfect motherhood hurts moms. And they talk about the goddess myth. And the goddess myth in this in circumstances, like as nature intended. And apparently, because I don't know, but apparently there's like a big movement in terms of the yes. goddess thing and, all, you know, the natural thing and trying to be as natural as possible. But here's the thing that's 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 interesting to me that there's really what it brings up is it brings up it brings up these expectations for you guys. Mm-hmm. It brings up the expectations of, you know, if you don't, it's almost like mom shaming. I don't know if that's a term or oh, not, but that's yes, kind of what is. it is. Totally. And it's, and it, it, if you don't, you, you put yourself in a position where you have expectations because of all the things that all these people are saying that you're going to breastfeed for, you know, 11 Nine months. Nine years. And yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're going to, right. And, and they don't, t- you know, and, and, you know, doing all this and being all natural and having the natural delivery. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you don't, then, oh, you know, there's this, the shame cast upon your, you and your generations of your family, you know, f- forever to come. <laughs> that's, that, that's the, the type of thing that you guys have to deal with. And then mm-hmm. in the article, it, ex- it talks about, uh, one of the girls who really wanted to do all that stuff, but she came up with uh, against complications, and she just had to have a C-section. You know, I mean, yeah. just you know, right. stuff kind of comes up. Yeah. And then she was, uh, she had, you know, she had her um, lactation nurse and blah, and she wanted to do that. She wanted to breastfeed for a long time, but then it didn't end up working. Which, mm-hmm. which uh, my uh, my ex-wife with my daughter didn't work for very long. I think it was two months, maybe two and a half mm-hmm. months. Didn't work. Yeah. And then uh, my daughter, when she had uh, both of her kids, uh, didn't work for more than maybe a month or two. So, and you know, they went on formula. So it's, I mean, it just is. But this is what I want to talk about. I would, it, now they had a survey of 913 moms, which was commissioned by Time, and it found that half of all new mothers had experienced regret, shame, guilt, or anger, mostly due to unexpected complications and lack of, lack of support, which is a big thing. I don't want you guys to talk about. More than 70% felt pressured to do things in a certain way. More than half said a natural birth was extremely or very important, yet 43% wound up needing drugs or an epidural, and 22% had unplanned C-sections. Breastfeeding, too, 
proved a greater challenge than anticipated. Out of the 20% who planned to breastfeed for at least a year, fewer than half did. The majority of mothers in the survey, as well as those I talked to, the, this, this is the person talking, I talked to in dozens of additional interviews, pointed to society in general as the source of the pressure, followed by doctors and other mothers. Mariah, comment? Um, yes, uh, all of that, ditto. So I... Um, I, especially working in a pediatric office now and being a mom, I can't tell you how many moms have to sort of explain why they're doing what they're doing. They feel like they need to justify every single thing. The moms that are supplementing with formula give me a dissertation about why. And I'm like, simmer down, sister. I did the same thing. I had to. My baby was losing weight rapidly. And I knew in my instincts, like, Sarah was talking about I knew what he needed to be healthy and I was I was told I was correct so um, it's awful though I'm going to tell you right now that the pressures are unbelievable and everything that they make seem like this natural thing you should be good at when you don't measure up in some way when you have to have the c-section instead of the natural birth when you struggle with breastfeeding when you struggle with anything that everyone keeps forcing at you as this natural thing women have been doing for years you feel like a failure. It's like how women who can't get pregnant feel when they're trying, trying, trying. It's this thing. It's this innate thing in us that we feel like because it's this natural thing that our mothers and grandmothers and yada, yada, yada have all been doing, we should have no problem with it. And something must be flawed with us, within us, or we're not trying hard enough. We're not, you know, I can't tell you how many times I talked to people when I was struggling with breastfeeding and everyone, they just kept giving you more suggestions. Well, hang upside down and massage your nipples <laughs> and drink 15 gallons of water and make cookies and smoke weed. I don't know, whatever it takes. Well, that's like, like a make- normal Saturday for you, though. Sounds like a <laughs> I mean, wow. And, totally. and then you can get milk at the same time. That's a bonus. And you can get milk at the same time. Right? And you're just like, oh my God, everything is falling apart. Like, you. It makes you crazy. It's like no one ever just says to you, you know what? It's okay. If it's not working out, be done. Move on. Because you spend all this time. You waste all this beautiful time that you could have like enjoying your baby. I wasted months bawling my eyes out on my couch to the point where I needed to go to therapy because I felt like things were not working right. I was so anxious. Now, um, now uh, Sierra, did you? I know you're not there yet in terms of having right. your baby and going through that. But uh, are you? Have you touched on any of this stuff, like in terms so, of where you're at? I mean, you know, I think I have a plan. Is you know, quote unquote, a plan that I would like to follow. You know, yeah. ideally, I think for me, I would like to try to breastfeed. Who knows if that's going to work out or not? But I'm also not opposed to not doing it if it's not happening. Um, yeah. I think for me, you know, I. I understand you can make a plan to a certain extent, but I also understand that sometimes you just have to roll the punches and you have to understand that that's enough. Like, that's okay. Whatever you have to do, as long as at the end of the day, you know, you're taking care of you and you're taking care of the baby, however is right for you, then that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's all that really matters. So, yeah, I mean, I have plans to hopefully breastfeed. I don't know if it'll work or not. I might hate it. It might be awful and it might be a selfish choice where it doesn't even come down to like an inability to do it where I'm just like, this is not for me. Um, you know, I, I don't have a paid maternity leave, so mm-hmm. I have to go back to work pretty quick or as quickly as I can afterwards. Um, you know, things like that could affect how I would like my plan to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so for me, I'm just going to kind of roll with it, but I mean, I definitely have judgment from people, um, you know, not on the after the baby's already come side of things, um, mm-hmm. but like even just making my switch from 
a doctor and a hospital and an OB to a midwife and a birthing center and doing it that route. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people can't just say that's good for you. Like, I'm glad you're doing, you know, what feels right for you and and what you think is going to be best for you. Instead, it's like, well, you know, do they have medical things or what happens in an emergency? What happens if this happens and that happens? And it's like, that stuff could happen if I was in the hospital too. You know, like I could suddenly need a C-section same thing is going to happen if I'm at the birthing center. If suddenly mm-hmm. things aren't going right, they're not just going to kick back and be like, oh, well, shit's not panning out the way we thought it was going to go. We'll, we'll see what happens now. Right, you know, exactly. it's like, okay, yeah. let's go to a hospital. Let's do what we need to do at this point. Right. I, um, right. And I, I can see the benefits of hitching your, your, your wagon to a train that you believe in. I mean, if you believe in the natural thing or if you believe in the hospital thing or if you want to do a C-section, I, I mean, I can understand, you know, kind of working with that line of thinking, yeah. but it's, it, it's the, and then what happens typically is, and I, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong from both you guys, but when that's the case, you tend to gravitate towards the same people or this, that that's where your support group starts to form around yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. When that changes, do you find that there's an inflexibility in that support group? I mean, uh, in, in regards to if it if you happen to take a different route, that does it? Do you have to kind of fight through those people? Do you have a feeling that if if your thing, your birthing center, if there's or the breastfeeding or the lactation or whatever the case may be, if it's not what you kind of expect and what the people around you expect to happen, do you feel as though you're going to get a little bit of? Uh, a little pu- pushback. Push yeah. 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 I mean, I, I already feel the pushback from some people oh, do for you? choosing, you know, a birth center over a hospital. No kidding. Um, and then it's funny cause it's kind of like they'll word vomit that stuff out and they'll say it to you and then they kind of can see your face or, you know, read your expression and they're like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And they'll kind of backpedal. What kind of stuff would they, would they say? You know, it, it's just, again, like the pressing questions of like, well, what are you going to do in this emergency situation? Or what are you going to do if this happens? Oh, I, lo- like, I love those. I love those worst like, case I scenario could, I could, Yeah, I could walk around and get hit by a truck, like yes. walking back to my car after this. Yes. But I'm not going to walk around every day with this worst case scenario, like victim mentality. That's just right. not who I am. So I'm going to choose to look on the bright side of things. I'm going to choose to, you know put it out into the universe that things are going to go well in the way mm-hmm. that I would like them to go. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, I'll roll the punches as they come. But, you know, I don't need negativity like that surrounding me, you know. Yeah, you'll never get away from the what if people because yeah. that's the way most people live <laughs> nope. their lives. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. and that's why my book is called Surrounded by Idiots yeah. because most people, most people are like that. Because <laughs> we now, are. Now, now, Mariah, I know your your situation did have some – you had some modifications to yours. Now, when you did go through those modifications and you did – did you have – did you get any pushback? Did you have to? Did you have to create a like a different support group, or uh, what happened after that? You know what? I'm so lucky because I have um, really good friends and family who um, were very supportive and were always saying things to me like, "You know what? Whatever happens, happens, and if you need to switch things up." It's fine. Your baby's fine. You're a great mom. I was told that all the time. So when I went to different friends, regardless, my big thing was. Um, probably the breastfeeding thing because my birth was fairly straightforward. I didn't really have any issues. Um, but afterwards, that was my that my big thing that I struggled with with a baby who had a tongue tie and was losing weight, and I was very concerned. And so, um, I ended up supplementing, and I was I was kind of struggling through the whole process. That I was frustrated all the time, and um, it eventually got better. I stuck with it, and I made it for eight months. But I. I really um, 
I felt like I constantly needed everyone's validation. I needed to talk to my mom about it, my friends about it, the doctor about it constantly. And it was like I needed 5,000 people to tell me it was okay. Because it was different than your original plan? Because you're kind of off and kind of, you know, like just vamping as you went? Is that is that why you were looking yeah, for a little and, support along the way like that? That and because I'm... I'm sadistic and I'm a nurse and I do things like research the shit out of everything. And I'm like, oh, my kid's going to have a 5% higher chance of getting leukemia someday now because Good I didn't Lord. do it right. And like, you just go crazy, right? So now mm-hmm. I'm, I know better, but my hormones were raging and my everything was out of sorts. <laughs> yeah, and I want to I, I, I bring that up too because I think that's really, 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 really important is the fact that not only after you have your baby do you have to go through these these alterations, <laughs> oh these modifications, you have to be flexible when it get. I mean, and, and fr- from it from a parent's perspective, I saw that happen with, with my wife at the time too. We had, we had to be extremely flexible because it was totally different than what we thought. I mean, like mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, but, but in going through that, not only do you have all that happening and things are an absolute shit show because your life is a lot different now because you have this new baby and that's like the center of the universe. Then you also have the, the all the, your chemistry. Yeah. And, right. And all that stuff yeah. that, that you guys are going through and all the and I don't know if you call it if it's actually called postpartum, if it's not like a like a pervasive thing. I, is that just isn't that is that just the process of just post of just yeah. kind of readjusting when you're postpartum, you're you're readjusting when right. you have, I, if you I don't have want... postpartum depression or anxiety. That's OK. Different. So I'm but not talking people... about I'm not talking about depression. No, no. I'm just talking about just your body that's readjusting scary. afterwards. Yeah. That's you, the postpartum it, yeah. Not only it, it's like a, you know, it's like a shit sandwich, double layered. Yeah. You know, you, then you pile that crap on it and you guys are trying to readjust just yourself and your psyche and all your chemistry at the same time, mm-hmm. trying to trying to, you know, create these new boundaries and adjustments right. and all that kind of stuff. I can imagine because I have not lived that and I will not live that. Much. I can imagine that would that that's quite a fun thing to go through. Oh, it's a blast. <laughs> I'm going to give Sierra so, um, one piece of advice. And I'm not I'm not knocking this um, in general, like for forevermore. But when you're a brand new mom, um, don't join mommy groups online. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> so antisocial, anyways. That sounds like a nightmare to me. It is. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, a bunch of chicks <laughs> I, giving their opinion to you all day long. Terrible. I actually made a joke about like now that I'm gonna have a kid. I was like, does this mean I have to become like a social person and join like mommy <laughs> groups and stuff? I'm like, because I really don't like people. I don't want to have to do. Oh that. God, no. Yeah. no. So yeah, perfect. See, see, there, there are benefits of not liking people. Yeah, there are so I, many I, benefits. I've said, I've said that for years. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> So, so let's let's wrap it up with some pieces of advice. And so, I, I want I want to go to Sierra first, and let's talk about pieces of advice in terms of uh, maybe somebody just finding out they're pregnant or going through it or dealing with all this stuff and the social media stuff. What would you suggest? What helped you get through this in a functional, positive, proactive way? Um, honestly, I think it was just kind of learning to tune everybody out um, and just kind of sit back and think with just my own thoughts and feelings about what was going on. Um, you know, learning to ask for advice or opinions from people when I actually needed it, but only, you know, asking those from people that I actually value their opinions. Um, and everybody else just kind of learning to tune that out. Um, and I think part of that goes back to, you know, issues I've had before with body image and that kind of stuff. That was definitely the hardest part for me throughout this entire pregnancy was just, um, mentally, 
adjusting every day, right? Because yeah. every day I felt different. Every day I was looking different. Um, and whether other people saw that or not, um, you know, the biggest thing that was frustrating for me was having people say, oh, don't worry about your body. Like, you're going to go back to looking great like you were before. You know, you'll bounce back, blah, blah. But don't discount the way I feel. You know, I'm, I'm allowed to feel sad and I'm allowed to feel, um, you know, different in, in trying to adjust to my new body and stuff like that. Um, and that can be really tough mentally and, and it can really wear on you and beat you up, especially if you're out there on social media comparing yourselves to other, you know, pregnant women or people that have mm-hmm. kids and moms mm-hmm. that have already had their kids and stuff. Um, and the expectations of, you know, those shoes that you need to be like that person next door, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just tuning all that out and just staying true to to what feels right for you, doing it the way that it feels right for you. And at the end of the day, not really giving a shit what other people think. Amen. Uh, Mariah, how about you? How about you in terms of the pregnancy part? Um, yeah, same. I think that, um, the more that you can, you know, surround yourself with people who make you laugh, um, you know, spend more time reading books and catching up on actual things of, of quality and not just spending all your time perusing online. And if you're on bed rest, I, I'm sorry, and I know how hard that must be, and it's it's hard not to immediately want to go online and browse, but it just makes you more stressed, so avoid that. Um, and also know that it's it's just a season of your life, and it's different, and it, it will pass, and it's going to feel like it went by so quickly once it's done. And when you're in it, it feels like it's dragging, but it, in the blink of an eye, it's going to be over, and you're going to have your baby, and things are going to start to normalize in their own way and it's okay, be and okay. Then, all right and, then, and now and now how about how about a tip coming out of that having the baby dealing with that stuff adjustments transitions what what, what worked for you so um what worked for me um was absolutely blogging because that's my outlet so finding an outlet um you know you're not going to have a whole lot of time or energy so things that you can do from home um be it you know writing or or meditating or you know watching funny movies whatever you need to do just an outlet to release when you're going through all these changes um that's always a really good thing to have and the other thing is um know that your first three months after you give birth is like your fourth trimester they call it and it's true um Give yourself grace in those first couple months. You're learning. You have no idea which end is up. You're you're tired and you're just trying to figure it out. And things will settle down. Like the way I feel now versus how I felt the first couple months is so vastly different. Um, like my energy level, my my happiness level, my anxiety level, everything has just completely flipped and for the better. So just give yourself, cut yourself some slack. Just relax, eat the ice cream, let people help you. <laughs> you know what? One of the parts that you guys didn't touch on, but I think is really important. I think the reason why you guys didn't is because, uh, you know, I, it, it, it's kind of your life, and and it's and you guys have sort of accepted it. You guys both have solid men in your life. Yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah. and that's a huge, huge thing. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, I ended up. I, I, you know, I. For, not not only just for you during that period of time, uh, but but also for your daughter and your son too, because that that makes such a huge difference. And I know a lot of people don't have that the ability to have that, but yeah. it is. But that is something that that should definitely be. Uh, there's a, a level of gratitude yeah. uh, for yes. that, and the such fact that uh, you know. It, but it's but it's good. And I, and I know both of your. I don't know Art as well oh. as Chris, but I do know 
you, both of you guys are solid. So, you know, great. He is my voice of reason and he brings me back. Yes. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He reels, yeah. He yeah. reels it back in. He reels <laughs> the crazy Literally, they are the same person. Chris, yeah. Chris yeah. and Hart, they, they come from the same, they got the same thing going. And that's yeah. such a huge asset and it will be going oh, forward. So, so, yeah. It's awesome. So, all right. Uh, anything as we leave? I mean, I, uh, we've touched on everything that I want to touch on unless you have any um, words of wisdom uh, on our way out for anybody going through this kind of stuff. My words of wisdom, mostly to Sierra and to anyone who's pregnant right now, is this is, I know it's cliched, but I'm telling you right now, no matter how different things are and how nervous you are about doing things right or how your life is going to be post-baby, there is nothing better in this world than having a baby, having your own little baby. Nothing. Nothing. Your your body being out of sorts, your your life being different, not being able to go to the movies all the time, it just, it I can't even describe it. You're going to flip upside down with happiness when you meet this kid. Trust me. Yeah, and she and, and, and I, I don't want to interrupt you, Sierra, if you have a word. But, but can you please, um, would you like to share that thing about the dream you had? I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so it's, super creepy and weird. Because it's about what she was just talking about. Really cool, yeah. So actually just the other day I had a dream um, that she broke through my belly with her hand um, and grabbed onto my finger, which sounds like oh. to everyone else so crazy and weird and no, creepy and disgusting. But like in that moment, she just like reached through my belly grabbed onto my finger with her tiny little hands and was just oh, holding on. And I was like, oh. what's happening right now? And she was I just like it. holding on so tight. And then I suddenly woke up and I was actually so sad because it felt like she had just like slipped away from me and oh. I could like physically feel the pressure of her hands on my hand. So that's um, amazing. Super crazy, weird dream, yeah. right? Super it's creepy awesome. to most yeah. people probably. But for me, it's just like <laughs> the yeah, anticipation of being able to, cool. not to people, to who, not to people who have kids and have gone. Yeah. Through that. It's no, so I noticed awesome. that the you only know? people who liked when I commented about that dream yeah. were people who already had kids. Yeah, because so. if, yeah. You, if I feel like you've we're been on there, a different wavelength there. Right. And even from and even from the the dad's uh, dad's perspective, yeah. I think I thought that was great because because I, I you know yeah because I was totally there not in terms of the belly and all that kind of again right. uh, I'm not saying I empathize I mean I could totally sympathize <laughs> no, and but... I've been there and stuff and and having um you know and having raised Rachel on my own since she was one yeah. I mean I got I got that other part you know down yeah. but in terms of the, all oh, the yeah. stuff that you guys are going that's why I just wanted to let you guys loose on the show <laughs> so you can talk about this stuff and especially from millennial standpoint which is mm-hmm. which again I stress is so much different than how it was for us for us Gen Xers mm-hmm. I mean a totally different experience because of all the things that you guys uh, are dealing with so thank yeah. you both so much for being here no, and thank for, you. And this for is sh- fun. And for sharing your stories. Now, remember, it's uh, javabud.com. You can find the video, uh, which I will have posted as well as a podcast. And it's going to be on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud as usual. You can also go to JavaBud and get my freebie that I give away. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or considerations, or any fun stuff, you can always comment. You can go to tonyjavabud.com or on the video or on the podcast. If you have a question for either. Oh, please, uh, uh, what's the name of your blog, Sierra? Uh, thebodymovement.com. It's just on my website for my uh, okay my personal. So thebodymovement.com for Sierra's yep. Sierra's blog, and then uh, so and Mariah yours is and mangomakes3.wordpress.com. There you go. All right. Well, thanks. So from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, Mariah, thank you so much. Anytime. From here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, United States of America. Woo. Uh, <laughs> we say uh, good night, and uh, and we're very excited. We're going to touch base with Sierra. Uh, once the blessed event happens, which could be in an hour. We don't know. 
Could be right now, Tony. Water can yeah. break on your couch. Okay. <laughs> Show's over. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.